Super Talk Mississippi media production. What's the key to a quick and fun travel escape? Enjoy public art outside or outsider art inside and refresh your sense of history with awe-inspiring parks and museums. Vicksburg is the key to the South. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be a little odd, Robbie, a little weird if Brupolo was in Hohenlinden. Yes, it would. <laughs> You've been holding on to that one. Just, just since Saturday when I had a, one of our listeners who knew you, by the way, uh, came over and was like, I want you to say this. And I was like, that's a great name. I'll, I'll definitely say that. So. And I, I know I know where that is. It's in, it's I told in him you Webster would. County. Yeah. Hometown. Um yeah. right down the road for well, it's it's probably about 15, 20 minutes down the road from me where I'm yeah. currently, but it's sort of funny looking at this map and you're like, it's on the other side of the county from Matston. But what is that? That's like a 15, 20 minute drive. So yeah, you're right. It is. But Webster County is a bigger place than you think. Oh, it's 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 not small for sure. Uh, well, wherever you are in our great state, if you're looking forward to getting some Strange Brew Coffee and you can't make it to Starkville or Tupelo every morning, just order it online. StrangeBrewCoffeeHouse.com. They've got you covered. Every kind of coffee machine that you, you've got in the front counter, they've got they've got it at StrangeBrewCoffeeHouse.com, including K-Cups and including the new flavor, the awesome maple bacon pancake. College Corner, CollegeCornerStore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise you're looking for. Not just clothes either, although they have an incredible selection there. But things for the car, for the house, for your tailgate, for your left field lounge spot, whatever you need, Mississippi State, it's available at College Corner. Two locations in the Jackson area to serve you. They're original by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Starville's best restaurant is Restaurant Tyler. I did not tell a lie when I told you that statement. They have the best lunch, the best dinner, the best brunch. It's all under one roof. And we're talking about lunch. Everybody in Starbucks looking for a blue plate. The best one in town is that restaurant, Tyler. Great selections and everything on there is awesome. And plus, the only cornbread I will eat, the sweet potato cornbread at restaurant, Tyler. That's how good it is, folks, that I will put aside my incredible hatred for cornbread and eat it at restaurant, Tyler. Because it's good. Good. I like to sop up the crawfish sauce with it. That's, that's some good eating there. Next time you're in town, or if you live here in Starkville and you're looking for a great place to go, you know to go to restaurant Tyler. Priority One Bank, 16 locations across central Mississippi to serve you. Each location, they make their own decisions about loans. So if you need a personal loan, a small business loan, a home loan, and you need to talk to somebody at Priority One Bank, you talk to the people you already know, the people you talk to every time that you're in the branch. That's the difference that they make. 
Priority One Bank app allows you to do a lot more than just check your accounts. You can manage everything, pay your bills online, make your payments, whatever it is. That bank app has it for you. 16 locations. Look at them online at PriorityBank.com. PriorityOneBank.com. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. Mississippi State's priority tonight is not having a letdown. Huge couple of games, basketball and baseball. We're going to start on the court. It's as simple as this. If you can win this against South Carolina, I think you're just as good as in. State's net is up or I never know how to say it, up or down, but they're at 39 now. One thing sounds like a positive statement. So let's do it. The number is actually lower. Yeah, it's. It's always been weird. Like, are you ranked? Are you ranked high? Are you ranked low? Yeah. yeah. So here's here's what I've noticed about net. Or at least I, I seem to. It seems to be the trend. You know, with RPI, you can win and your RPI goes down. If you play a bad enough team, your RPI will go down. With net, it doesn't seem to be that way. If you, it doesn't re- penalize you when you win, regardless of who you play. You may not yeah. move up much, but you won't fall down. You remember last year we had a discussion about Ole Miss baseball canceling that game with Arkansas State because they knew regardless of, of what happened, their RPI was going to take a hit, and they couldn't afford that at that point uh, with the NCAA tournament. State's net should, with a win, go maybe even to 38. Should. Of course, you know, it also depends on what happens around them uh, in the SEC. But they're coming off an emotional win. Over over Texas A and M again, you know a, a a win that a lot of people would refer to as kind of a season defining win, a, a, a huge defensive effort. They put a lot into it. They left a lot on the court. They cannot afford to let down here. A quad four loss with at, at this stage in the game would be devastating for Mississippi State. They have to handle their business tonight. Yeah, and I think this team is mature enough to do that. I, it would be absolutely shocking if they came out and laid an egg. Yeah, we we just haven't seen. I mean, the closest they've they've come to laying an egg, I guess, down the stretch is losing to a Kentucky team that is way more talented than Mississippi State and that is playing really good basketball. And so I I wouldn't even venture to say that that was laying an egg. They were in the ball game late, but that's probably as close as they've come. Mm-hmm. This team has has risen to the challenge down the stretch as well as anybody that we've seen at Mississippi State in the last few years. So I I can't imagine them coming out in this game at home and just, you know, completely falling apart. That would be a shock. Right. Now, I'm not saying that won't happen because crazy things happen in basketball. Mm-hmm. But it would be really surprising. I think they see the light at the end of the tunnel here. This is – every game seems like the biggest game of the year – Mm-hmm. This is the biggest game of the year at this point because you can't lose it with what with where you are. Now, we've seen Mississippi State with uh, whatever you think of uh, Lenardi or or his thoughts or whatever, he's been pushing Mississippi State closer and closer to being firmly in. At the I believe today. Yeah. I believe they're in the field of 64 Correct. now. They're they're completely Correct. out of the play-in games and they're inside the field of 64 which is safely in. So you win this ball game, and we've gone back to where we were uh, about a month of the, month ago, and you and I both felt pretty comfortable that they could get uh, an instant away berth with eight wins in the SEC. I think yeah. that's I think that's very much in the cards. I, I think if you win, I think if you win this ball game, you are in the NCAA tournament. I, now, there's going to be some sweating going on, but 
I think that Mississippi State is safe with a win. 20 wins in, in um, the regular season. Now, you, you would love to just go ahead and win the Fandy game too, but 20 wins in the regular season, 8-10, uh, and 10, your net's going to be inside the top 40. You have to feel great about where you are. Now, just go win both games. That'd be great. But for Tuesday, you have to take care of business. You have to win this ball game. Probably going to be a really good crowd there at the hump, I would imagine. State's going to be playing some inspired basketball, you would think. So I like where Mississippi State stands coming in this one, but they have to be focused. They have to come in this ballgame with a mission of winning it to secure an NCAA NCAA tournament berth um, by the end of the week. I am in agreement with you that 8-10 and would probably be enough as long as the win happens. Is South Carolina. Right. Yes. You can lose to Vanderbilt and, and still be okay. Your your net's gonna be fine. You have enough quad one, quad two wins. Vanderbilt's Vandy's a, gonna be a quad two loss quad, if quad you do loss, lose that. Defense. Exactly. But and they're course, capable of winning that game. And that's they're not very a, capable. Yeah. They'll, they'll be they'll be favored to win, I would imagine. It's funny too, yeah. because Vanderbilt's actually ahead of them in the conference standings, but Vandy's overall resume is not good. They have a couple of quad four losses, I think, or quad three, quad four losses. Um one thing South Carolina has that Mississippi State does not is they have a surefire first round in an NBA player on their roster. The true freshman Gigi Jackson, who's averaging 15 points, six rebounds. He's he's all he is their leading scorer. He is their leading, he is their second leading rebounder by 0.2 rebounds. Um as you can guess, you know, when you look at the stats, South Carolina is not a great team. Uh they shoot just over 40% from the field. Uh they shoot 65% from the line. Uh, they out re- they are outscored per game by about almost ten points per game. They're getting out rebounded per game. They turn the ball over too much. I mean, they're just not a good basketball team. Um, and I'm honestly not sure the direction of that program long term. I feel like they they missed out on a couple of guys in their coaching search that they wanted to get, and then they kind of panic there, and 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 now they sort of are where they are. And I think they 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 they, they, they losing my I'm losing my mind here, Robbie. Robbie, is that okay? I, I may, I may. You're freaking out. You're freaking out like Ben Wade. Am I doing that? I might be. Uh, I might I think be. Doing you are. Right this, might be doing that right this second. But what I'm going to say is, I think they hired Lamont Paris in part because they felt like he could help in the recruitment of Gigi Jackson, and which is always not a good idea. <laughs> especially with, I mean, when it's one thing if you have a good team and adding a player like that turns you into a great team, but what you did was you added an NBA player to a bunch of of, of guys who can't play. And so, it has, as you can imagine, the results have been what they are. So well, it's, it's kind of like a less talented LSU team when they had Ben Simmons, like guys like that. Right. Like that's that's kind of what you're looking they at. Didn't make the tournament either. And and well, same thing, they hired his dad as a as an assistant, and yeah, is what it is. But they're this is a team that I think their best chance. We we saw it the first time that these two teams met. I think their best chance is they're going to have to knock down a bunch of threes. Yes. They were kind of living and dying with a three-point shot, and they hit a bunch, they hit a bunch of crazy ones in that game. But for the most part, it all settled it settled out, and they weren't ever really in the game. To be honest with you, I mean, State kind of controlled that one all the way through. State's going to have the the more well balanced uh, attack on both ends, and it's going to be one of those things like South Carolina's. I think is going to have to shoot crazy to stay in this game. Um, and that we, uh, you know, we've seen that before. We've seen teams just go insane at the hump. I don't know yeah. what it is. There's, there always seems to be some dude that just lights the hump up. But, um, you know, as long as state is able to 
defend how they've been defending and make things difficult on South Carolina on that end. Mm-hmm. Stay out of foul trouble. Don't don't turn the ball over. Don't don't give South Carolina life. Come out and and stomp them out early. You should be in good shape here. You look back at that game the Mississippi State played earlier in the year in Columbia. Obviously, Shaquille Moore was huge in that game. Nine of eleven from the field, twenty two points. Tolu Smith had fifteen and eight. State only shot twelve three pointers in that game. They were mm-hmm. twenty seven of fifty one from the floor overall, fifty three percent shooting, and. And again, they didn't shoot a lot of free throws. Only 12 free throws. They were 9 of 12 in that game. Uh, to, they, to, attacked them, they, they attacked them around the rim. Yeah. Uh, out-rebounded South Carolina by 6 in that game. They turned it over 16 times, but they forced 18 turnovers. And they held them to 51 points. Um, other Bulldog, Only one other Bulldog in double figures. That was a good game for Tyler Stevenson. Stevenson's role has kind of changed in the last... It, it feels like he doesn't get any second-half minutes anymore. That was right after the TCU game, and mm-hmm. he kind of carried that performance into that ball game as well. Row, yeah, yeah, you know he's he, he's one of those that's kind of just kind of fluctuated a little bit and yeah. hasn't been a consistent force all the way through. Sean but Jones has kind of taken his minutes. Yeah, I think so. And Sean has really kind of evolved, and that's also a guy. I mean, there's not many guys on on the roster with that kind of athleticism. No, Stevenson has. can still play a role for you. He's capable of playing defense. He rebounds and he can still hit those jump those mid range shots that you like. Sort of stretch the defense a little bit. So we'll see if he can uh, if he can duplicate that performance against South Carolina. If he does, that'll be a good game uh, for Mississippi State. The sixty six fifty one was the final uh, when these two teams were in Columbia. State just has to win, and it doesn't matter what the final score is by one point or by thirty. If they have, if they get the win on Tuesday. They will have all but just put on, pack their 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 suitcase for the NCAA tournament. You know, going to Vanderbilt would mean you could go ahead and get in the car at that point. So, can State finish? Um, is there any way State can finish in the top five in the league? I don't believe so. So let me let's let's have a look here. We went over this a little bit yesterday, but let's 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 look at it in depth. All right, Alabama has already clinched at least a share of the conference title. If Alabama loses their final two games, Texas A&M, I know I take that back. I take that back. I guess they would be co-champions because you know the way the SEC does it. If you finish with the same record, but yes. Texas A&M would be the one seed because they would have the head-to-head over Alabama. If Alabama loses their next two games, they they have Auburn at home Wednesday night, and then they travel to Texas A&M. And that that's not out of the question. They they right. haven't been playing great, so state, it's going to be tough to beat Texas A&M for state to finish in fifth. I don't know that they can do it because who, who have, beat who beat Alabama Tennessee? Uh, yes, Tennessee is their one loss. Tennessee okay, is so they wouldn't have the they wouldn't have they wouldn't be well, Tennessee's in the four. Rate. They they have ten wins. State can't get to ten wins. Right. So the if way you have right if now, you have a tiebreaker with multiple teams beyond two, mm-hmm. it goes to who has beaten the team the best teams in the SEC. So state when, when you went over you start at the top and they go down. Yeah, so who else has beat A&M? Alabama? Uh, Kentucky and Arkansas have beaten them. Okay, Arkansas. State would have the head-to-head over Arkansas. Right. They would both have beaten Texas A&M. So so State would beat... Let me just go through this real quick. Right now, the fifth-place team is Missouri. Missouri, Auburn, and Vanderbilt are all 9-7. and Arkansas is 8-8. And and then State and Florida are 7-9. and So what you want to do if you're State is get into a... 
You want to beat Vanderbilt and somehow only be tied with Vanderbilt, but that doesn't seem possible. So if you're in a four, you would need to be, be in a four way tie with. And that that's suggesting Auburn, that Missouri, Missouri and, and Auburn lose. Missouri, Missouri and Auburn two. lose back to back, and then Arkansas wins one out of two. Right, and Arkansas. I forget who they have here. Let me see if I can find it here. And then Florida could potentially be Florida is a is a monkey wrench. Florida Arkansas plays at Tennessee on uh on tomorrow or tonight as you're listening. So that's a potential loss for them. They could they could fall behind. Florida has Florida's lost three straight games. They're kind of tailing down. I don't think they're going to beat Georgia. Well, I don't know. They play Georgia and LSU. They have Georgia. They have LSU, so that's probably a win. And Georgia is certainly a very winnable game. So, well, LSU's been playing. A let little me just say. Better. Let me let me answer your question. It's highly it's unlikely possible, but it's not going that they're probably gonna not going to happen. happen. Yeah, they're, they're I was just probably, interested. I was just interested looking at the standings. Yeah, if that was possible, it would it would have to be. There would have to be a lot of chaos happening. Basically, but what we're saying technically is, is possible. The t- the teams that are currently fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, and tenth. All need to lose, and state needs to win. Yeah. If state's two and zero, and all of those teams are zero and two, then I think state might have a chance at fifth. But even then, I don't know for sure because Auburn has a tiebreaker over Mississippi State head to head. What it tells me is like the middle is like a jumbled mess right it now. It is, and in reality, but, you can you can put Kentucky and Tennessee in there. They're beatable. They're gettable. But I, I still think I said this yesterday. I think Mississippi State's a top six team in the league right now. The way they're, they're playing they, right now, they're they won't be. They might not be. They might not get that seeding in the SEC tournament. But I think this is a top six team. So this is the way they're playing right now. They might in, be top five in soccer. Would they talk about form and that just how you're playing at the time is your form? Yeah. Based on form, I would say State is a top four team with Alabama, Texas A and M, and Kentucky. I would say Tennessee is probably fifth on current form. Tennessee has not been yeah because they've been they haven't been great like, right. So I mean Tennessee, they lost to AM, they lost to Kentucky, that they they and they uh, lost to uh, Missouri and Vanderbilt. So they've lost four of their last five. And actually they've I kinda hate it for t- seven. So I kinda hate it for AM. Like this is the second straight year this has happened to them, but I mean they're firmly in now. But, they're in at least. Yeah, they're not worried about that. But it just kind of sucks. I mean, you come in the conference play and you've been incredible yeah. in a in a tough conference. Yeah. And you're not even considered, you know, like a top three. Well, that's what happens when you, have, or when you have two quad four losses on your resume. You cannot start happens. off like that. You can't, you can't play like that. So, massive game for Mississippi State. If they win this game, all is well. If they lose this game, they, it, it changes everything. It changes changes the narrative too. You've got to win maybe one or two in Nashville just to be sure. Yeah. And you beat Vandy too. Yeah, and you have to beat Vanderbilt at that point. Absolutely, I don't think seven eleven. Yeah, if you lose those, if you lose those two, you're probably gonna have to get to Sunday at least. Yeah, you might have to. State in the SEC tournament is going to be an interesting thing because you think about you know the grind of playing in the SEC tournament and playing every day, and playing a team like Mississippi State is not what you want. A team that makes you work for everything, that's gonna be very tough. I'm saying, man, I I I think this team is capable of making a run in both tournaments. I really do. this this is a team. This is a terrible matchup for teams. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Big game. Interesting to see it. Eight o'clock tip at the Hump. Um, SEC Network, I believe, for this one. And uh, yeah, huge game. Huge game for Mississippi State in their tournament hope. It's so weird that you know you think about, and I think we've said this a few times. 
You think you normally you say big game, big game for your tournament homes it means you're playing a, a highly ranked team. This is the worst team on the schedule by far. You know, maybe other maybe other than Jackson State, and you got to beat them though. You absolutely have to beat them if you want to go to the NCAA tournament. So we'll see. I do feel I will say this, and I'm not trying to be overconfident or anything, but I do feel like we're hyping up the 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 magnitude of this. I, I feel like Mississippi State's going to win. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel confident, and I agree. Yeah, no, I don't feel like any concern on it. I think having a coach like, like Chris Jans, who was just in the NCAA tournament last year, and it, and it, I think he has that mid major mentality of you know one bid leagues of we have to win everything. I think that's how he looks at everything, and I think that's very helpful to Mississippi State because basically right now State is already in the NCAA tournament in a way they have been for the past couple of months. They they needed to stack some wins up. They've done it. They got a, they got a little more work to do, and then they can they can maybe take off the gas for a little bit before they go into the big dance. Which I mean, gosh, Robbie, Selection Sunday is what uh, two weeks away? Is, the, is it the uh, the eleventh? Yeah, that's that sounds right. March ne- next, the twelfth. The twelfth. Next week is the. The tournament, not this coming week, but the next week is the tournament, right? Next week is the SEC tournament. Yes. Yeah. So it, it'll be the it'll be next Sunday. Sunday the twelfth. The twelfth. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, that's so close. It's crazy to be. Yeah. But yeah, the the women start this week. Yeah. The women start uh, Tuesday. I I, I didn't no, realize, but Wednesday. I told, I told Richard that we may have an extra we may have an extra game on our bet now because if State wins on Thursday, they play Ole Miss on Friday, right? Yes. Yeah. So, gosh, I don't even cover women's basketball that much, and I knew that. That's pretty interesting. I, I think just about everybody. Yeah, everybody should know. On that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's move on into the rest of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. Who want to remind you that beef, it is what's for dinner. Steaks and burgers. But my, oh, so my wife made some uh, cheeseburger sliders for dinner on uh on on Sunday, and I don't know quite what the recipe was, but they were different than her normal cheeseburgers that she makes. They were really good, really. Did they have the? Did they have like the uh, the dressing on it? Like no, no. I mean, like a Big really, Mac. They, they seemed really basic, just like meat and cheese. But the way she seasoned them or something was really, really good. So those always remind me of Ruby Tuesday. Yeah, where Ruby Tuesday yeah, said yeah, those sliders. sliders. Yeah, yeah, that's a good call. Well. If you're looking for recipes for beef, I know where to get them. msbeef.org. They have got and it's if you've never looked at that website, all the recipes are really organized by like what you're doing. Like are you tailgating? Are you looking to cook a big meal? Are you just looking for some steak marinades? Things like that. They've got it all right there, along with a, a lot more information about all our beef providers here in the great state of Mississippi. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends, the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked Southern Soul food. It's the best around. Best, It's the best barbecue in town, but it's a lot more than just barbecue when you're at Two Brothers. So anytime you're in Starkville, and man, you know, I think the groundhog was wrong. I'm sure we have another day coming or two days coming where it's going to be 25 and icy outside. I'm sure it'll happen. But it looks like we're getting a little, little taste of spring. So head out to Two Brothers, sit on the patio, enjoy some food, and enjoy some great, great times every time at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products, great service is what every business likes to promise you, but Advantage Business Systems, they deliver it to you. And they do so like they've been doing it for 48 years. 
That's the difference between being a neighbor and being a number. When somebody can say, I've been in business for 48 years, what they're saying is, I know how to take care of my customers. And that's the truth at Advantage Business Systems. They are a Mississippi business just like yours. When you talk to the big box companies, you're talking to somebody overseas in a call center. You're going to be dealing with out-of-state consultants who can come in at their own schedule. You're not talking to somebody here in the state of Mississippi who may only be an hour away. Heck, if you're in the right spot, they may only be down the street from you. That's the difference you want. That's what you get when you deal with Advantage Business Systems. 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. The Collegiate Collection at the Rogue. If you haven't checked it out yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. It's the best collection of polos and pullovers in the state. They've got the logos that you want, brand names that you like, great styles and great service that you get from one of the South's top men's clothing stores. And don't forget, when you help the Rogue, you're helping the Bulldog Initiative. They have a number of athletes. It's Coda Jordan, Ross Highfield, those guys hitting all those massive home runs over there at Duty Noble. Those are Bulldog NIL athletes with the Rogue. So check it out at therogue.com or shop at the Rogue in Jackson. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. Head over to Dolce to satisfy your sweet tooth. Incredible gelatos. And, of course, if you want to grab some lunch, the artisanal grilled cheese sandwiches. And, of course, if you want to grab some breakfast, They've got bagels as well. So always a good time at Dolce. A lot going on in that. That's what, that area of town. You've got that, and you've got Luva that's opened up, in which we haven't talked much about that yet, but we will soon. It's right there next to Bluto's. A lot going on right there on that little corner, but Dolce is the place. So when you deserve a treat, head over to 509 University Drive at Dolce. Big baseball game. This is a big day for Mississippi State. If they can come out of this day with a couple of wins, they're going to be feeling pretty good about themselves. They take on Southern Miss. We talked to Chris Lamonis earlier today on Sports Talk Mississippi. It will indeed be Bradley Lofton getting the start for the Bulldogs. Tyler Martin, according to Coach Scott Berry, gets the start for the Golden Eagles. A Golden Eagles team that, you know, coming into last weekend, I think we all thought that the pitching was the strength of that team. And then they went and gave up double-digit runs in every game to Illinois and barely escaped without getting swept. They lose two out of three to the Fighting Illini. My impressions of Southern Miss changed quite a bit. Uh, as a result of that weekend. And now I think Mississippi State has a really good chance to get this game. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know what really happened to them this weekend. And it was looking like their pitching staff was good to go once again. I mean, they got Tanner Hall back. They lost uh, Houston Waldrop. But they, Nick Monastery, I think the kid from Northwest Rankin, has shown some things, the freshman. They got some other guys that um, are coming up through the pipe. I mean, it looked like they were kind of reloading a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then this past weekend happened, and I don't really know what to expect. Did um, Was it Tanner Hall that pitched against State last year in the middle of the week? No, no, it was not. I, I don't remember exactly who it was, but I know that it wasn't Tanner Hall. Okay, I, I may be wrong. I, I'll, I'll check it for you while you're talking. Go ahead. Um, but anyway, I, I can't remember who it was, but he just rolled right through State. And – um, state couldn't throw strikes. In oh, I take game. it back, the, Robbie. You're correct. It was Tanner. I, I thought. I thought. I thought that was right. Five yeah, innings. He just he threw seven innings, five hits, no runs, and struck out thirteen. State couldn't touch him. Yes, yeah. they could not touch him. So, um, I think the key for state try to get a lead early and mm-hmm. protect it. That they, they got to come out and throw strikes. 
that this isn't a lineup. I mean, this lineup I think is solid for Southern Miss, but you're going to see better lineups than this in the SEC. You should be able to to work around it. And for Bradley Lofton, this is kind of a, a another opportunity to prove that you could be a weekend starter. Mm-hmm. You'll be playing a NCAA tournament uh, lineup, a team that's just coming off of hosting a regional and a super regional. Mm-hmm. This is a good this is gonna be a good solid lineup. So he's he's got a chance here to prove himself. And last year, State just like I said, they just they they could not score uh, runs, but they also couldn't throw strikes, and that was kind of the key. That early on, they just were not throwing strikes. I think Jackson Fristo might have started that. Did um, but it, it was just um, it was kind of a disaster from the start. State's gonna have a good start. Every every game so far that they've won, they've had good starts from their pitching, from their hitting. So State's got to come out in this ball game and kind of establish things early. That's been the teams that have come into uh, Pearl and had success are the ones that have come out and started the ball game well offensively and have pitched it well. So for State, it, you got to have both in this game, and this is a really important ball game, I think, for Mississippi State. Agreed. Um, I feel like they have to come out and win this thing. They got down three to nothing against Southern last year, just looking at the um, box score. And um, Jackson Fristo kind of blew up there in the third. That's when we first started seeing that he yeah. just couldn't get it done. Didn't have it, yeah. Um, and you know, you walk seven in that game. I mean, that that can't happen on Tuesday. What's interesting about Southern this year? Not a good hitting team. Only hitting two seventy seven as a team this early in the season, and it's their veterans who aren't really getting it done. Christopher Sargent was a preseason, I think, third team All American. Uh, by some publications, he's only hitting 111 at this point. Danny Lynch is only 273. Reese Ewing is 278. They've got four guys above uh, 300: Dustin Dickerson, Blake Johnson, Matthew Etzel. Slade Wilkes leads all batters. He's hitting 455. He's having a great season uh, early. Yeah, and that, that's a player that they were excited about a few yeah. years ago, and he's starting to kind of come into his own. I think. And of course, they're missing Gabe Montenegro, who finished up his second doctorate last year. I think he was. Yeah. At U- I think he was at USM. I think he, he came in in the same freshman class as Brett Favre. I'm pretty sure. Well, I think his brother was there before him. But his brother's there now, Rodrigo. Oh, so they're both there. No, Gabe is gone. Oh, okay, okay. Gabe gotcha. is finally finished up. Gotcha. No, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the Montenegro's. I mean, they're that's it's a USM dynasty down there. Yeah, uh, so look put their at name Tyler. on the wall. Yeah, Tyler Martin on the season uh, has pitched twice, three innings against Liberty. He pitched an inning this past weekend in relief against Illinois and got tagged pretty good. One inning, uh, two hits, two runs, two errors, two walks, two strikeouts. That's really weird that he had all those twos there. On the season, Deuce is wild. I know. On the season, he's uh, 0-0 on the season, 4.5 ERA, 1.25 whip, struck out five, walked three batters, they're hitting 154 uh, against him. Both of these teams are kind of in the same spot, right? You know, State had a good weekend. Southern did not. But they both really need to get this game. You know, never mind bragging rights and never mind that this will be end up being a good RPI win for whoever wins it. They both need this game. Is there a, a lean for you for who needs it more? It's got to be State, right? I think so because a Southern Miss is going to make up ground in Sun Belt. They're, they're going to win. They're going to win series. They're going to have a really good year. State is kind of battling for early season confidence right now. Mm-hmm. You've had 
win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. You finally got a little thing to build on in that Arizona State series. You went back-to-back games. You bounced back from that terrible performance on Friday. You've shown now that you can do some things on both sides. Now you got to stack wins here, and they got a chance to win some big games in the next few ball games. You got—I don't—I don't know where Ohio State or Oklahoma or Cal is going to end up, but it looks good when you beat a Power Five team, just on the face of it. So, win this game, win a couple uh, in Frisco this weekend, and you really got something going as you're starting yeah. to climb into SEC play. I think this is a really important game because there's not a whole lot of other. RPI opportunities for you in a good way in non-conference. Right. Um, you got Ole Miss down the line that's going to be a non-conference RPI ball game. Right. And that might be it. Um, you know, they got the same old teams yeah, I mean, that they usually play, but they, they're not. They do have you know, Louisiana uh, Lafayette in a couple weeks down in uh, in, in Biloxi. Yeah, but uh, I'm not sure how much that game really right. means anymore. That, oh, no, no doubt. It's not the same team. Samford. In a few is uh, in at the end of March. I mean, that possibly is a decent game. UAB could be a, a decent game for the RPI wise, but but you're absolutely correct. This is this is sort of the end of that, especially when, and when you look ahead to next week, Robbie. You know, you have the midweek game on the seventh with Valpo, and then you have Lipscomb come in for three games. If you can be three and one this week, which would make you eight and four overall, you have a really good chance to be twelve and four. Going into the next week, where you start conference play, so you have you have, and then you have those two win, two pretty winnable games in Biloxi. You could be in a, in a perfect world, best case scenario, fourteen and four when conference play starts, and you get to start at Kentucky, which I know mm-hmm. it's on the road, but that is not the toughest team in the SEC. So, chance to start some momentum some wins, but it needs to start with by being three and one this week. And it, yeah, that- I, I don't know that it. I don't know that it really matters which one's the one and which are the three, but I will say it's I, it's more it's unlikely to me that State will win all three games this weekend. So it feels like the one of the ones needs to be tonight. Yeah, no, they, they need to, and they haven't been able to fully get momentum. I mean, you that first week, that first weekend, you lose one of those games to VMI, and that kind of dampened the whole weekend. Then you lose that midweek to ULM, which was a bad loss, and you mm-hmm. lost the first game against Arizona State. You haven't been able to just have a good, clean week. Agreed. Agreed. And that you got a chance to start your week off right here. I think it's big from a simple standpoint of I want to see Bradley Lofton kind of take that step. Yeah. And this is a, this is a big opportunity. You yeah. come out and have you know you throw five innings here, give up. a give up a run, walk one batter or something, strike out six or seven, mm-hmm. then you really are starting to look like a weekend guy. Because I, right. I feel like eventually that's what you want him to be this year is a weekend guy. No, this agree. is his chance to take that step because this is going to be the closest thing in non-conference probably to an SEC team. Um, you might see one of those teams, Ohio State or Oklahoma, I don't, I don't know, but – Southern Miss is probably the closest thing to what you might see on on an SEC weekend. Um, so I, th- this needs to be a, a big night for Bradley Lofton. I don't think he'll go too long in this game, mm-hmm. but you know, four or five innings of like one run ball, I think would make everybody happy. There you go. All right, tomorrow's show is the Rumblings, so we'll do that. But obviously, with future Brian's going to have to work as well. He'll recap both games 
basketball and baseball uh, before we get into the rumbling tomorrow. So it's going to be a long show on Wednesday. Go ahead and, and let your boss know you got to be you got podcast time will take precedence over work on Wednesday morning. It's, it's okay. Everybody will understand. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.